2: You're
1: in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.
3: Hey, this is Ace Vaughn Johnson from LA Guns, Neon Cub, and Faster or Quickie Cat. You're listening to The Hook Rock, the ultimate rock community podcast. The place I come to listen to rock and roll talk. Everybody, Welcome back to the hook rocks. It's Jay Scott. Once again, hope you're doing well. Hope you are enjoying the briskness of fall pumpkin spice season is officially over. Now it's replaced by raking leaves and and putting on hoodies. The the pumpkin spice motor oil that you have in your car will be replaced shortly by the normal. Everything is pumpkin spice these days, you know, everything there's all types of different flavors. It's like a made up season. That happens you know it goes from summer to pumpkin spice to christmas decorations and and here we are but at any rate i'm jay scott this is the hook rocks welcome back to another episode we are part of the pantheon podcast network a great family of music related podcasts check out them at pantheonpodcast.com check out them on twitter and facebook pantheon pods on twitter and Pantheon Podcast on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at The Hook Rocks. Also follow us wherever you do get your podcast, whether it's Amazon, Spotify, Apple, we're available on every platform. And don't forget to set your app on your phone to automatic downloads so you get the latest and greatest Hook Rocks episodes right to your phone. And it definitely helps your commute to and from work. It helps you as you got your earbuds in when you're doing lawn Work or whatever you're doing. So, we appreciate the listens. We appreciate the feedback. And thank you for your continued support. And we have a great guest for you today. Uh, it's an episode that I've been wanting to do now here for the last few weeks. Uh, the host is part of Pantheon Podcasts as well. And the subject matter is very inspirational. It's, it's, uh, Anyone that has kids, anyone that, uh, has known anyone with, with cancer, young people with cancer will definitely relate to this and, and feel something, uh, as I did. And I'd like to welcome in Aaron Alden, host of the real me podcast on Pantheon pods. How are you doing today, Aaron?
2: Hello. I'm doing great. I'm so excited about this.
3: I am excited too. I am excited for a lot of different reasons and it all has to do with just the way these stories are told on this podcast. And I just thank you very much for for coming on board the Hook Rocks and talking about it.
2: Well, I love your show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure to be here. And, you know, I'm pretty passionate about this this podcast and these kids and the organization. So, of course, I'm I'm excited. Ask away.
3: Yeah, I, I guess, you know... Well, we, we, we do always begin the same way every time we have a first time guest. And we'll we'll quickly get through this and get to the subject at hand. But just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock and roll fan has a moment, whether it's a song, a band, an album, or performance that hooked them on rock and roll. What's it for you?
2: Oh, what's the hook for rock and roll?
3: What hooked you on rock and roll?
2: Oh God. Okay. Well, so um I'll tell you where it all started. I was lucky enough to have the Coolest grandmother in the entire world. And I spent so much time there. They were more my parents than my parents. And my grandmother was a huge rock and roll listener. She listened to the Beatles, Queen, Eagles. So that was playing in her house all the time. And she had this little snare drum in the living room and she would play it and we would dance. And I started playing piano at five. And so I've never known a life without rock and roll. And, um, For most of you, you probably won't know who I am, but I'm actually a recording artist and a songwriter, and I write for artists in development and for TV and film. So I am 1000% immersed in rock and roll and have been since I can remember.
3: You know, it's really interesting because I, you know, began my introduction of music with my grandfather. My grandfather was a lounge piano player back in the days of the speakeasies. In wow. Chicago. And he used to play for all the mobsters and all that. He tells us, or he used to tell this great story of a mobster in one of these speakeasies, he's holding a gun to his head, making him play the same song over and over for like two hours.
2: Wow. But
3: he had this baby grand in his basement. And whenever I would stay overnight there on a Saturday or Sunday morning when I would wake up, I would be awoken by this booming piano sound in the house. And, you know, he would every morning he would be playing and, and did everything from, you know, Dean Martin and Sinatra to Liberace to wherever. And that was like the first connection to music that I had. And later when my brother, my older brother started to bring music in the house, the first album he brought and played on the turntable was Journey Escape. Oh. And the first song was Don't Stop Believing, And of course, the intro has that piano. My ears perked up. I'm like, I know that sound. And that began my journey into rock and roll.
2: What a great memory. That's fantastic. Funny side note. I spent a couple of months in Chicago and I had a lot of time on my hands. And my favorite tour in Chicago was the gangster tour. So you'd get on a bus with two guys dressed up as gangsters and they'd take you all around Chicago. So I saw, I saw where Dillinger was shot. I, that was the most fun. So what a cool story about your grandpa. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, no, he was uh, a, an electrifying guy. You know, he was the backbone of the family. You know, uh, speaking of tours, <laughs> you ever get to Chicago again? Do the haunted Chicago tour?
2: Ooh. There's
3: a section of where I think it was the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre.
2: Yep. Was. Saw it.
3: And when it snows in Chicago, the snow melts immediately where the bodies were laid, where, where the, where the bodies fell. So snow, there's always like a body form in the snow, wherever these, whenever it snows in Chicago, where these mobsters and the St. Valentine's Day. Is that real? You know, I've, I've known people who said it is, I've never seen it, but the tourists said it was, and I've known people who've actually seen the outlines in the, in the snow.
2: Well, just based on that, I would be the first one to buy a ticket because I'm totally into that stuff. But so, so yeah, I'm probably going to have to investigate this. Uh, Maybe I need to take a quick trip to Chicago in December. Yes.
3: Yes. uh, It's right outside. I believe it's right outside Clark Bar on Clark Street.
2: Got it. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it. Well, okay, I'm in.
3: So your, your introduction to rock and roll, you know, was through your grandmother, Um, you, you know, you find yourself today telling the story about the the powers of music and the healing powers of music and it's something that i think music lovers in general can relate to just, just based on that premise where you know music is always there for you to help with feelings to help speak for you to help maybe say things that maybe you're unable to do and you know having a 16 year old son under the same roof i am seeing what he went through and what you know, his other friends went through in terms of a mental health capacity with the with the stay-at-home orders and the e-learning and not being able to see your friends for, you know, quite a long time in, you know, in a 15, 16-year-old's life, you know, I know for a fact he turned to music himself to help him get through that, Mm -hmm. you know, so when we talk about these stories, which we're going to get to here with young adults facing cancer and, you know, facing, you know, no one ever wants to hear that word and be, have their name and and their own self associated with cancer. But when you are, you don't know really where to turn to. And there's several different ways to do, but one of the things that listening to these stories that, that you have on the podcast for, by the way, it's the, the, the podcast is the real me podcast. It's, it, it, it really is. It's sponsored, I believe by teen cancer America and it's just empowering to know that through all the difficulties and the challenges, these young adults who seem way wiser and and way more mature than I ever was at that age, find comfort, find healing in music, no matter what genre it is.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, shall I start from the beginning? Cause it's, right it's kind of mind blowing. Um, Okay, so first, yes, this is this is through Teen Cancer America. However, this is about as rock and roll as it can get because it's the Who's charity. So it's Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend of the Who. It's their charity that they started. Um, they started the charity about 30 years ago. It started in the UK. And the story goes a little like this. Basically, if you think about a teenager that is going through cancer treatment, you would think, oh, well they're on the teen floor. Well, there weren't any of those. And when I heard this, it was like, what? So they they'd never had any teen cancer ward. So if, you know, your son or daughter is going through treatment, they would either find themselves in pediatrics or on the adult floor where they have nothing in common with anyone. And, you know, <laughs> Going through cancer on its own is mind blowing, but to then have to, you know, be in a room that you're either by yourself or you're sharing with no one to really relate to or talk to is just a a real terrible situation. So Roger and Pete have done an incredible job over the years, and it was so successful there that they decided to come across the pond about 12 years ago and do the same thing here. And through their organization, there are so many programs that these teenagers are able to um, sign up for, one of which just happens to be a music program. And so in a nutshell, what happened was this is kind of, this is a Hollywood story. I can only say it like this. I have a friend who knew the organization. She was having a birthday party. And um, she said, would you like to come to my birthday party? Of course I would. And I just happened to be sitting next to the director for Teen Cancer America, whose name is Simon Davies. And my personal story is that I've gone through six of my own family members that were diagnosed with cancer, some of whom made it, others who did not. So it personally has deeply affected me and my family. So when I heard that this was the organization that he was working for and and the director of, I immediately said, what can I do? And we started talking about this music program. So basically, Kenley Mattis, who's the director of music, he is teamed up with a teenager or a young adult. So it goes from early teens up until I believe the oldest is 30. So it's not just teenagers, but it's young adults, right? they get an opportunity to go through the songwriting process. So it's either while they are in the hospital or when they're out of the hospital, going through treatment, they don't have to be musicians. They, it's easier if they are, um, but they get an opportunity to learn how to make music, whether that's writing lyrics or coming up with a melody, they work with Kenley and Kenley, you know, works on their story and what they want to talk about. And they do these incredible Songs that are produced and that they can share with their family and friends. When I heard that, I said, who's hearing this stuff? How do we get people to know about this program? Because these kids are incredible. And so that's how the podcast started. We, I put a podcast together and myself and Christian Swain, who's the, um, the owner and founder of Pantheon podcasts and that's where we are now. We've got eight shows. We've got 10 total. Eight are now live. And we're just getting ready to start promoting and doing the second season. And it's been amazing.
3: It is amazing. You know, the way I look at it is cancer is such a challenge. And, and the worry a young person has to go through when they're diagnosed with that has to just be excruciating. Um, cause you don't know what the future holds. You know, all you can do is be strong or try to be strong, put your faith in doctors and, and science and, and hopefully heal that way. But to have a program that allows you to forget about things for a bit mm-hmm. and focus on music and focus on learning an instrument, or if you are, you know, a musician, you know, building on what you already know and creating something, it, it helps, it helps when you have something else to focus on instead of, let's face it, you know, focusing on cancer is, is, is probably not the most happiest thing to focus on.
2: Sure. And- well, yeah, too, so And teens, they have a sense of what their musical style is, you know, mm-hmm. what they listen to. Um, and I think that music is, is, as we know, such a soother, it's such a a huge part of our existence. It feeds every emotion that we have, that that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it it's really important to them to have that to turn to, whether they are, you know, resting, going through treatment, whatever, driving to appointments, driving, you know, back and forth to wherever it is they need to go. Music is a huge part of that.
3: Mm-hmm. It is. And like I said before, it it has the power to connect with you. I mean, you know, every song that's out there is interpreted differently. You know, sometimes it's very similar, but everybody finds a different meaning in a song they connect with. And it may not be what the artist originally intended for the song to, to, to make someone feel, but whatever the song becomes a person's own voice a lot of times. How many times in our lives where we've been, un- been unable to speak what we've wanted to say, but we've found a song to convey our message or to convey our hope, and we let people hear it because it, instead of us trying to say what the song says, we let the song speak for us. And you know, when you're creating, when you're dealing with cancer and you're creating this, um, you have a chance to write what you're feeling and have that continue to be your voice as you go through this ordeal, this struggle, which cancer is.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think um, the beauty of the real me, what I wanted to have happen and it just has happened organically is yes. Cancer is what has brought them to the forefront of how we've met but it's also been really important for them to have a time to share their story. So we, we get into it as I, I know you've listened to some of the episodes, but it's their story. It starts with, how did you find out you had cancer? What did that do to you? You know, what happened? How did it affect your family? And I got to tell you the, I have not yet met one of our guests that has been shy about what their feelings were or are, you know, a lot of them are still going through cancer and some of the participants are no longer with us. So it's heavy stuff, but they tell their story. We get to listen to it. And then we get to talk about, you know, their songwriting experience, what it felt like for them to just try something that might have been or maybe uncomfortable for them, and how it ends up, you know, coming out, as you said, the way it does, with words that perhaps they hadn't even thought of before. and and really celebrating. How that process happened and and what their journey is, where they're going now. It's such an interest. Each week is such a, a mind blowing story to me. Uh, I'm I'm just amazed at the beauty of of these people. Really,
3: hearing JC's story, where <laughs> you know he was diagnosed with cancer, and then his father, a short time after that, was diagnosed with cancer and. Yeah. You know, the strength of that family, you know, tested time and time again um, is just an amazing story. It really yeah.
2: is. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, I didn't know that story going into it. I I normally don't. There are things that I, I know ahead of time just a little bit, but I like to take that time when we're we're, you know, recording these episodes to learn just like everybody else. And that JC is our first story. It's episode number one. Uh, so, I hope you guys will go and listen. I, I mean, all the stories are amazing, but JC's story in particular really, really is a gut puncher in so many ways. But again, with him, he is another, I think I say this in the episode, he's such a bright light through so much darkness that he went through with not only his own cancer treatment, but with his father um, being diagnosed with cancer as well. It's just, remarkable how he has, uh, continued to just walk a path of full brightness through such darkness.
3: That is remarkable. Uh, you know, I, have you know, I've had, I had a, um, my, my own personal story. I've had a health issue about six years ago and the importance of being positive is so important, uh, Mm -hmm. because it does, it's very easy to find those dark places in your mind and go there and just accept this is what it's going to be. Uh it, it is difficult to stay positive, but it also helps the healing process as well. And when you can have that outlook and and be young like JC and have that outlook. And already, like I said to you before, you know, the the amount of maturity, you know, these stories, these 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 young Adults have is and the outlook they have that in itself is is inspiring. That you know they they've they know what what who they are. They're really comfortable in who they are, um, and what they're facing.
2: Yeah, I think you know, I think that's a testament to the program. I really do think so because they've all said um, it changed their life in so many ways. And you know, the thing is, is that a lot of our guests say they were scared to death or it turned very dark before it completely turned around. And I love the honesty of that, but you know, when I walk away from these episodes and I, and I just usually I'll come to dinner with my family and I keep saying the same thing, which is, I don't know where they get it from because if it, if it were me, I don't know if I would be as strong as these, you know, AYA members are. I don't know. I I haven't gone there. I've had other, health issues myself, but I'm reminded time and time again at how resilient they are. And what I found is they just pick themselves up and they do it because they don't have a choice. You know, some of them have had to travel to other cities to get treatment. Um, One of our guests said she was diagnosed with a very rare cancer that was a, a tumor in her rib cage. And there was a specialist in New York. And she lives in Orange County. So they were on a plane, I think, within the first 72 hours that she was diagnosed to get surgery in a city that she didn't live in. But they did it, you know? And she's an incredible songwriter. And in fact, she's just had her own EP released out on Spotify. She's an incredible musician. But, you know, time and time again, I'm hearing that they just if they were fearful or not they just did it and i just find that awe inspiring
3: when you sit down you know with these individuals mm-hmm. and they they share your story you 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 obviously you don't know what you're going to hear mm-hmm. and you know there you have to prepare in some ways of of you know of of what may, may you know the story may 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 be but how do you keep it together? Like, you know, like when you're hearing this stuff, and you know, I, I have children. I, do you have children as well?
2: I do. In fact, my son's going to be 16 in two weeks. So there's the a 16-year-old
3: too. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.
3: So it's got to be like, you know, I can only imagine what they've gone through, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine, you know, what you're hearing and what you feel as a mother, as a parent. You know to to be have this become very personal for you too as well,
2: yeah um you know, boy, that's the truth. I can tell you that uh during the covid period, we had a couple scares ourselves, so we actually spent time at children's hospital for a week here, a week there, and so i i I've got a pretty good understanding as to what they might have thought it was, and it was not. Uh, So I do, I do have that, that personal experience that we just went through, you know, almost two years ago now, but, um, I think what it is for me, and I can only speak for myself personally, having gone through holding my uncle, my grandparents, my friends' hands when they were going through treatment, it really put me in a position where I honestly think how lucky we are all the time, you know, really. Uh, and that this was just such a wonderful opportunity that kind of just landed in my lap because I heard the story and was just like, we've got to do something uh, that it's, it's really resonated with me on a, um, on a strength level, because again, what I'm finding is that through a lot of scary things, these kids are so resilient and they, they all have wonderful Family or friends around them that have rallied to help them—they're really—they've been lifted up in in a way I've never seen before. Um, And hearing them say, you know, how much music these programs—not just the Play It Back program, by the way—Teen Cancer America has a lot of different programs that are available to them, and I think that's what's really been the difference, you know, for the kids that. Don't think that they want to participate in something or they think maybe they'll do it later. I've heard some people say, you know, I just thought I'd try it. I didn't necessarily think it was going to be for me, but I said yes anyways. And then, of course, they've stayed in it and they've been really successful. But, you know, I think it's been really good for them to hear our AYA stories, because at the end of each episode, I say to them, can you please speak to somebody that may be going through this now and give them some words of advice to help them? And I think, you know, that community of thought and power and music has really helped all of us, all of us, not just for Teen Cancer America, but hey, we just came out of a two year pandemic where a lot of people didn't leave their house for a year and a half. So it's been a real rewarding experience just for us to connect on a real human level and listen to these incredible stories of survival and, and appreciation of music.
3: You know, when you hear these stories and they speak about the power of, of music and how it, how it's helped them, is there a common theme with music in the way it's helped them or is each person have an, their own individual empowerment, their own individual experience?
2: Uh, that's a really good question. I would say at the top of my head, probably both. Some of, I should say, so many of the kids that have participated in the program have some appreciation for music. They sang in the choir, they played in the high school band you know, um, they, their family's musical, uh, Sarah, who was our second episode, her father's a pastor. They, the whole family plays music in the church. Something about music is a part of their DNA. Um, you know, again, if, if it's not, then these are kids that have a passion for music that they've never had an opportunity to participate in, but whatever the reason is they've all joined the program because they love music. Is I guess a com- I, that's the common thread. They the, love music,
3: yeah. well, whether in, they in, listen in, to it or not. Well, in terms of how they get through it, is there a common thread of how that healing has worked for them?
2: Um, I just think that it's, it's sparked. Um, it's just given them a spark, you know? Every one of the guests so far has just said, you know, I knew I wanted to do something with music, but now that I've spent time with Kenley, Kenley Mattis, the musical director, and we've written four or five songs, I know now that this is what I'm going to be doing, you know, uh, the majority of, of all of our guests have said that. I knew I wanted to do something before, but this has really pushed me in a direction I never thought I could go into. I never knew I could do this. And the program has been so beneficial that it's given me the foundation. You know, I know what to do now. I know what I want to do. So that's kind of been the common thread. And they also, it's a big community. So these kids, first of all, many of them have only written on Zoom. So the, the start of the program, the early years, um, there were kids that were going and working with Kenley in studio and that's, you know, that's a real studio experience. It's not the same as the kids that have done this on zoom, but the majority of them now throughout the last couple of years have all been on zoom. So a, they've never been in the same room with Kenley. They've never, um, they've never met any of the other. Uh, participants of the program other than through Zoom, but I can tell you that they are all very closely connected and friends and support each other through the program. So they do this thing called Music Mondays where they all get on if they can online on Monday and they talk about the stuff that they've been working on or they'll say, Hey, would so and so, would you like to sing background vocals, you know, on my track? And so this whole community has started where they're very close friends, but they've never met each other in person.
3: Wow. The power of, you know, technology, power
2: of music and technology. It's brought them together. Music has brought them literally together and they're forever touched by this program.
3: When they begin to develop this music, Mm -hmm. do they ever speak about the importance of having that focus on music rather than, I mean, obviously they're going to focus on healing and getting better with, with cancer, but You know, this has to be a welcomed folk, you know, to take that, that, that's because I think about that story with JC when he opens the door at the doctor and he's crying and the parents don't even say anything and they just go right to the hospital, you know, and to have the power of music as we're talking about, do they ever speak about how that changed the experience where you know what the cancer's there and you know, they're, they're, we're, we're doing, everyone's doing their best to fight the cancer, but this gives them that ability to still act like a normal teenager or to have something to focus on.
2: They all do. They all have, they all do. Um, Sarah again comes to mind, Sarah Carreras, because she, she's the first one to say, I was scared to death. Like she says, I I didn't know if I was going to make it or not, but I could lean over in my hospital bed and write out lyrics and I loved it. So it gave me something to do <laughs> in a room where I didn't know if I was going to make it or not, you know, and they all had that. Um, we had another artist on actually that I interviewed yesterday, Samantha, and she was able to go to, to Kenley's studio to do the writing process. And you know, she had no hair at the time because she was going through chemo. Some of these kids are so sick, but they show up. They show up, whether it's on Zoom or they were able to go to the studio. You know, sometimes they'd say, hey, I'm too sick. I can't make a date, but I'll be there next week. This has completely changed the direction of their thinking in such a positive way that Without it, they've all said, you know, I don't know what else I would have been doing. It changed our lives. And, you know, we we talk about their story, obviously. And I also interview the parents if the parents are able to come on. And every one of them has just said, we don't know what we would have done. It's been such an incredible life changing experience for my child. You know, it's it's life changing.
3: It has to be. And I think you even mentioned this, you know, life changing for you, the fact that you wanted to get involved in this and wanted to to tell these stories um, that, you know, that had to be a a life altering moment, too. You know, because to have these kids voices be heard and have them share their stories, it had to be maybe I'm maybe I'm just um, assuming this, but it had to be a little nervous for you. When you started to do this, because you didn't know how these kids were going to be at this time, you know
2: yeah, no that's you know what that's true i I was nervous about it only from the standpoint that I wanted to make sure that these stories were really highlighted in the way that I felt that they deserved to be. you know that's the thing it's It's easy to you know flippantly say, "Hey, let's do a story about these cancer patients it it has always been from the very beginning of when I thought about this the, the joy of making sure that they had an hour or two hours, however long it felt for them to tell their story, that we could do that because their stories are really important. And we talk about it every episode. I say all the time, what you're saying to me and to our listeners right now is directly going to touch somebody else that's going through it, know somebody that's going through it to give them something to look forward to. And that's been, it's been a joyous responsibility. That's probably the best way I can say it. I feel a responsibility, but I can't wait to do these every week. Um, it's meant so much to me and obviously it's changed my life for the better. I feel like I'm able to help somebody else. And, um, I carry on a tradition of, you know, really standing next to somebody that's going through their cancer struggle. You know, like I said, I'm I'm a handholder. That's kind of been my role, you know, in the last, oh gosh, 20, 30 years with my own family. You know, I'm a handholder. I want to be a handholder. So, you know, I, I'm so grateful that I get to hold these people's hands and tell their story and hopefully inspire more people to join the program. And thanks to Pete and Roger. Thanks to Pete and Roger. This is their charity.
3: As far as you know resources go how does how does someone get involved with this on both sides? one helping maybe volunteering, maybe offering resources, and how does someone how does a family find where to go? Is there anything yep. on, on like local levels where they where they you know obviously teen cancer America is probably prevalent across you know across the country, but how does someone yeah. find those resources?
2: the angel social workers. So these social workers that work with all the, the teens and young adults that are going through cancer they are responsible for saying, oh, you know, um, I see you like music, or I heard you saying that you used to sing in the choir. Well, we've got this music program. Let me tell you about it. And that really starts with Hillary Gann. So Simon Davies is the executive director of Teen Cancer America. That's who I met. And, you know, this all started with Simon, but Hillary, she's the hospital program director for service, any type of service that can help these These teens. So she's the one that has said time and time again, you know what? We have this program. I think it would be a really good fit for you. Would you like me to hook you up with Kenley and see if this is something that you might like to try? And I love it because. Every time I ask this question, you know, how did you hear about the program? They all say, oh, my God, my social worker, she's an angel. Most of them are still very close. If they've been out of treatment for, you know, three or five years, however long it's been, they're still very close with their social workers. They're like their angels.
3: Wow. How, how about like musicians who want to volunteer or get involved in something yes. like this?
2: So this is and I say this at the end of every episode, this is a call out to you. There are so many ways that you can assist your services, whether you're a musician, a songwriter, a, um, you know, a engineer, we are always looking for people to help on the musical production sides of things, because there's only so many people. And at the end of the day, it get it's, it's getting really busy. So many people want to be a part of this, um, the songwriting process. So you can go up, the website is teencanceramerica.org. If you go up to the website, you're going to find every bit of information that you'd ever want to know about teen cancer America, but you can look at services offered and, or you can type in the playback program and it will show you, um, all of the participants so far, it shows, uh, their picture, a story about them, you know, how they found the program. And it also has a clip of their music and you can email directly through there that you'd like to participate. And somebody will call you back. If they don't find me on Facebook or Instagram, send me a personal note, and I will make sure that you're hooked up because we are always looking for people to help always. And and I might add that we've got lots of celebrity artists as well that have given their time. So many times, Benny Blanco, look him up. He's written a billion hits, Portugal, the man, Rob Zombie, you know, w- we want everybody. So it's a great, it'd be, uh, I don't know. I was going to say it's a great time to volunteer. Anytime's a great time to volunteer. We all need help. And what better way to do it than through music?
3: Have you ever had any ever had any discussions, you know, with or ongoing discussions with Roger and, and Pete of the Who?
2: Not really. Um, I'm just fortunate enough that he says my name in the intro and outro <laughs> of the program. You know, um, no, not not so much. I mean we Here's the thing. When this first started, you know, um, I threw the idea out, and then we, Christian and I, met with Simon to present what we thought was a great idea. And, you know, ultimately Roger and Pete were the ones that signed signed off on it. And they have done interviews. I know Roger did an interview about it in Rolling Stone. There've been some interviews about it. So they're they're really excited about the program. But they they also shut down a tour during COVID, and I know that that's picked up again. In fact. My, one of my closest friends, John Button is their bass player. And although we're not connected at all, other than through the who, it is kind of cool that we're both connected through the who just worked out that way, which is so crazy to me, but no, they're, they're thrilled with the program. Absolutely thrilled with the program and, and the podcast.
3: When you talk to the directors, you know, and the people Mm -hmm. that are involved, you know, whether it's Kenley or Simon, how Mm -hmm. is it, how has this affected them? Have they ever spoken about that?
2: Oh, yeah, we talk about it all the time. You know, I, I can't tell you how many wonderful emails I've gotten, um, since we started this from Simon and Hillary and all kinds of people that have just said, you know, this is this is better than we could have ever imagined it would have been. And, you know, I feel the same way, too. It just It just evolved so easily and so organically that we're all just really excited about it. And that's one of the reasons I said to you before we started this, I'm so excited that you're having me on to talk about it because I want everybody to know about this, you know, sharing this story, letting people know that's the only way that we're really going to lift these kids off the ground. I want everybody to know about them and their music and their stories.
3: It is. It is amazing. You know the stories are emotional, and they're and they have a huge impact. I mean, I, I was. You know, I always have to stop during the episodes because I'm like, I'm like, all right, I've I've got to stop. <laughs> Cause,
2: yeah, cause it, some it, of them are are really intense.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's what I take away from it, though, is because I love music and. I just love the fact that they had something to turn to during this, because it's not always easy to talk to somebody. It's not always easy to express yourself. And especially when you're a teenager, you're still trying to figure out life. You're trying to figure out yourself and you're trying to figure out what you're going to, what your life is going to become. And, and I know dealing with my own health issues, it's when you have, when you do deal with stuff like that, it's, it's difficult for you to think long-term and that in itself has a huge impact on you, right? Because you, you can't, you're unable to sometimes grasp getting past the now. And music has that way where I'm looking forward to writing this song. I'm looking forward to recording this music. So it helps them Start to get into that thinking of thinking beyond the now, thinking beyond, you know, what is present, what they can look forward to. And it almost, it almost acts as a way to pacify that, right? I mean, cause you're trying, you know, you, you're, as a parent, you're, you're trying to get your kid to be positive when, when things are, 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 are like, you know, are, the, are, are in the darkest moments. Yeah. And these are, this is a dark moment when a kid gets, you know, diagnosed with cancer. And when, when they have that ability to start to look forward to things like, like you said, Oh, I'm I'm not, I don't feel good this week, but I'll be there next week.
2: Yeah. They know it's there for them. That's the thing. Knowing that you have something waiting for you is, is the golden carrot. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I want to just say, yeah, these stories, some of them are, are truly dark stories, but that's not that's not the whole episode. You know, we talk, we talk about what their fears were, what they went through, but it really uh, turns pretty quickly to let's, let's actually talk about your music. We highlight the song that they've chosen and we actually do a middle beginning and end. So you can hear the production when they started. And then the fun part is, you know, me asking them, well, what did you think when you first heard it? And some of the, first of all, these guys are so funny. They are, so they say the funniest things and we laugh a lot. So I just want you to know, it's not just, you know, uh, lots of doom and gloom. It, it can be, but at the end of it, it's always the same. We end up laughing our heads off because some of them will say, I hated it, you know, or I loved it. I couldn't wait to do the rest, you know? So we really dissect the, the songwriting portion of, of their story. And it's been really fun and, and interesting to hear what they say and who they share it with. You know, some of them don't tell anybody until the song's done. So other than their family member who's taken them to, you know, uh, meet with Kenley or or to do these Zoom, uh, Zoom writing sessions, many of their family members didn't have a clue. So then it's like, okay, well, I, you know... Uh, Christina Best is one of our guests, and she said, I didn't tell anybody, but I just, when I was ready, I just dropped it on Facebook and then I ran, you know, like I just put it out there and then I was gone. And she said she was so excited, you know, when her cousin and her family members were able to hear it. And then, you know, of course they were like, this is amazing, you know, we had no idea. So it's been a real fun, you know, um, unveiling of what they've been doing and, and what they're doing now. Like I said, so many of them have written, I don't know how many songs since then, you know, but the, the very first experience is really fun to listen to.
3: The determination is amazing. I mean, and that's the thing too. And it is so inspiring on so many fronts, the resilience, the courage, the determination, you know, the, the ability to, remain positive in itself and seeing someone leading by example through this you know it, it, it's it's easy to go down that road like i've mentioned but every story like you said ends with you feel inspired you feel like man look at look, look at what these 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 kids are doing these young adults are doing in in the face of 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 a challenge and overcoming it because man i mean to write a song because you write a song. I always have this question every time I have an artist on, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: we we talk about what hooked them on, on rock and roll. Like I asked you, and then I go deeper into when, what was the song that you heard? How do you write music? Do you write music based on personal experience, observation, all that. And what they're experiencing comes through in their songs too, as well. And, like, like I said before, sometimes they might, they they may not be able to say it in the beginning, like what they're feeling where they use the song as a, as kind of like a, a a guide to help them speak.
2: Yeah. I have to also say this out. So I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is exactly what you're talking about. So two of our artists that were going through treatment at the time, and were trying to write music, their songs are all about the DMV (laughs) because they were both getting their driver's license. So that's what their songs about. One was literally Nathan Hooper was about going to get standing in line at the DMV, waiting to get your driver's license. The other one Sage, she was all about her song was all about driving, right? She's now got her driver's license. She can drive. She can get away from everything. She can turn the radio up and zero out all the stuff that she's going through that's real life stuff. I mean, that's, that's what they're writing. That's their songwriting process is real life. The DMV and driving.
3: That's amazing.
2: Yeah. That's really
3: cool. Yeah. It, it, but it is, it's so, cause when you hear an artist who's released, you know, album after album and they find the inspiration to write and they talk about writing through personal experience. And sometimes those experiences are, you know, are uncomfortable, but there's a lot that they write about in terms of positive. And to have, you know, the the DMV be <laughs> what they want to write about is amazing in itself because that tells me that it is working, it is healing, because you know, they're not writing about the the experience of getting diagnosed with cancer, they're writing about what they're experiencing like they would experience it without it.
2: Mhm. Yeah, that's exactly what it is too and and I should add listen, those two songs, they're not just silly songs about the DMV. They're really good. All of these songs are really good songs. They've all of them. I mean, it's incredible. I can't wait you know what, you guys? I hope that you listen to all the episodes because I know you're going to love these kids as much as I do. And their music is so good.
3: I I agree. I hope people do listen. And I, and I know, obviously, we're a music podcast and everyone that does listen is typically a music lover. Um, but to those listening, it is inspiring. These stories do bring out the best in someone would face with a a huge challenge and to overcome it, and to write music and and we've all used music as a way to heal, for whatever reason, a broken heart, you know, a, a, a sad moment to overcome fear, whatever it is. Um, I've used it several times as a as a crutch to help me get through something, as a guide to get me through something because, you know, when I was younger if I wanted to express myself, sometimes I I couldn't find the words and reading lyrics or writing lyrics out helped me with that. And all these stories all incorporate that. And if you've ever been healed by music, you will enjoy this podcast. I agree. (laughs) It is amazing. You're you're you are amazing job with all this stuff. I, I really do appreciate you know, what what you're doing, what Teen Cancer America is all about, the way that um, they can bring resources together. And for anyone listening, again, uh, the podcast is the Real Me podcast. The website is Teen Cancer America. There's ways to give, ways to volunteer, talks about the program, talk, there's ways to donate. Um, if you know someone who has a teenager who's going through this or they know someone or you know someone that knows someone Mm -hmm. please you know uh, refer them to this because this is this is what music can do for people and this can brighten someone's life who's had who's faced with a with a with a huge challenge
2: yeah and and don't forget it's young adults too so it's it is primarily teenage years but it's also young adult 20s and and you know everybody always says when they hear about stories like this, what can I do? And and everything that you've suggested is exactly what we want. But regardless of that, if you want to help share the podcast, because I really want this to go for a long time. These people deserve it on so many levels. And, you know, like I said, a lot of A lot of our members don't see the end result. They're not here to share in it. And it's their family members that are carrying on the legacy. The music is the legacy of all of their stories. So I really challenge and urge and beg, share these stories with other people. Um, Let's continue to make these episodes for as long as we can. And I really thank you so much for spending some time with me to highlight this today because it's just another example of how we all share and help each other out.
3: Aaron, thank you very much for doing this. I I really do appreciate it.
2: I really appreciate it as well. Thank you so much. And we'll talk again, maybe next season.
3: Absolutely. Anytime you want to come on.
2: Okay. Sounds great.
3: All right, everybody. That's Aaron Alden, host of the Real Me podcast. Check out the website, teencanceramerica.org all the things that we've talked about are listed on the site, ways of volunteering, ways of donating, donating. And, and like she said, please share the podcast, get the word out and have people listen because the legacy of music, the legacy of the music that, that these young adults and teenagers have created will live on and inspire others. If we can all band together and share the news and share the word. So Thanks again for listening. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks. Talk soon. Take care of each other.
0: Right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you try Peloton bikes, tread or row risk-free with a 30 day home trial, new members only not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepelotoncom home dash trial.
1: It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.